0: Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Harry Robertson from the Opinion and Analysis Desk. Western governments have a new source of nightmares coming from China. The state has decreed that new technologies developed by the private sector must be shared with the military. And while the US is also developing a new generation of weapons using robotics and artificial intelligence, Washington fears Beijing is gaining an advantage in a new arms race, say Catherine Hiller and Richard Waters. This report is narrated by Catherine.
1: The two men posing for photos in a Nanjing conference room could not have more different backgrounds. On one side was Ma Qing, head of the 28th Research Institute of China Electronics Technology Group. CTC, which develops electronic warfare technology for the People's Liberation Army. On the other was Yin Ming, Vice President in charge of cloud computing at Baidu, one of China's privately owned internet giants. Mr. Mao is one of a small group of state cadres entrusted by China's leader Xi Jinping with pushing the military into the era of artificial intelligence. Mr. Yin is an engineer who built his expertise at some of the most important Western tech companies, including Apple. But at the ceremony earlier this year, they smiled and lifted a red silk scarf to unveil a bronze plaque that declared CTC and Baidu to be partners in a, quote, joint lab for intelligent command and control technology, the facilities that are used to direct military operations. Mr. Mao lauded the deal as an implementation of military-civil fusion, an instruction by the Chinese Communist Party that new technologies developed by the private sector must be shared with the military, which Mr. Xi had even written into the Chinese constitution last year. Mr. In said CTC and Baidu should, quote, work hand-in-hand to link up computing, data and logic resources, to further advance the application of new generation AI technologies in the area of defense. The Chinese drive for this form of military-civil fusion is a source of nightmares for Western governments and one of the motivations for the increasingly confrontational approach that U.S. President Donald Trump is taking towards China. While the U.S. and China spar with old-fashioned warships in the South China Sea, The armed forces of both countries are also investing heavily in a new generation of weapons that they hope will give them a military advantage in the coming years. Many of the systems they are working on, including various forms of semi-autonomous weapons, aim to take advantage of recent advances in robotics, quantum computing, and AI. The fear in Washington is that the close collaboration between China's private sector and the PLA – including allegedly underhand efforts by the state to get hold of new U.S. technologies, is helping give Beijing an advantage in this incipient arms race. In a speech last month, which crystallized the toughening U.S. approach, Vice President Mike Pence accused the Chinese authorities of stealing, cutting-edge military blueprints. He said... Beijing has prioritized capabilities to erode America's military advantages on land, at sea, in the air and in space. An Australian think tank warned last week that China had sent thousands of scientists affiliated with its armed forces to Western universities, many disguising their military connection as part of its effort to build a web of research collaboration that could boost Beijing's military technology development. The result of this anxiety is that the AI research world, which has developed over the last couple of decades in an environment of international cooperation and free flow of ideas and scientists, is increasingly coming under the sort of bureaucratic monitoring used for weapons because of the potential use in both military and civilian spheres. Sean Gawley, chief executive of PRIMA, an AI related startup based in San Francisco says, The dual use of this AI technology is perfectly aligned. Image recognition can be used for selfies or for targeting. The Trump administration is actively seeking policy tools that would allow it to monitor and control the flow of potentially dual use technologies out of the U.S. In a speech last month, Christopher Ford. Assistant Secretary of State for International Security and Non-Proliferation, warned that technologies that are transferred to China by private companies could be used to threaten U.S. national security. He said, Based on the explicit premises of the Chinese Communist Party's military-civil fusion strategy, if any given technology is in any way accessible to China, and officials there believe it can be of any use to the country's military, one can be quite sure that the technology will be made available for those purposes. The emerging controversy over AI is part of a broader concern about reciprocity in dealings with China. US officials say that while the American economy is open to outsiders, large parts of the Chinese economy are shut off to foreigners. AI has developed in a different way from many earlier technologies, as it is often explored in open collaboration between researchers using widely shared software tools. In the process, scientists and companies in both China and the West have become interwoven. Large numbers of young Chinese study and work in related disciplines in Europe and America. As many as 25% of graduate students in science, technology, engineering and maths in the US are Chinese citizens, according to an estimate from the Pentagon. Western technology companies are heavily invested in the Chinese market, and Chinese firms have been a growing source of funding for AI startups in Silicon Valley. Analysts argue that this cooperation is often beneficial to both sides and that if the US wants to retain its technological leadership, it will need to continue attracting talent and funds from overseas, especially China. But they also point out that this collaborative relationship is unequal. Western societies are generally liberal and open, while in the Chinese system, individual researchers and private companies can frequently be made a tool of the state and the military. Elsa Kania a fellow at the Center for New American Security, says, The entanglement in AI creates a dual-use dilemma. She adds, Our open and liberal societies facilitate the development of AI, but the Chinese state's single-minded pursuit of these technologies puts this same openness and freedom at risk. In its bid to develop new high-tech weapons, the Pentagon is trying to work more closely with Silicon Valley setting up a West Coast office three years ago called the Defense Innovation Unit to help it engage with startups. However, it cannot demand the same loyalty of private companies that Beijing enjoys. Earlier this year, Google said it would not continue an AI project with the Pentagon after protests by members of its staff about the idea of applying the new technologies to weapons. A study published last week by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, a think tank partly funded by the Australian Defence Ministry, found that the PLA had sent up to 3,000 scientists to universities in Western countries over the past decade, sometimes under false pretenses, to extract know-how, often in AI-related disciplines, that could then be applied to the development of new military capabilities. China has also made its mark with massive funding of AI startups in Silicon Valley. Chinese entities helped to fund 10-16% to of all venture capital deals between 2015 and 2017, according to DIUX. Some of these investments come with board representation and eventual technology transfer deals, the analysts say. Chinese companies have also been involved in a series of corporate partnerships that could provide insights helpful to the military. Baidu has been on the forefront of such collaboration with an artificial intelligence lab in Silicon Valley established in 2014. Huawei, the telecoms equipment maker, promised a million dollars for AI research at the University of California in Berkeley. Microsoft has been engaged in AI-related research and development in China for more than a decade, including a focus on speech recognition, an area of interest for Chinese military intelligence. CETC has partnered with the University of Technology in Sydney on AI projects. Australian officials say this raises concerns, as the Chinese state company is exploring, for example in its new joint lab with Baidu, how to put AI to use in command and control so that algorithms, rather than human soldiers, could make some decisions in battle. Su Ziyun, a senior official at the Institute for National Defense and Security Research, a think tank backed by Taiwan's Defense Ministry and National Security Council, says this key role of private companies means that industry, quote, is moving center stage in geopolitics. He adds, 20 years ago, China's impact was the China price, but in the future, it will be the China specs. This suggests that China's role is changing from manufacturing cheap goods to a creator of global standards. Rattled by the challenge from China, the US has started to look for new ways to slow the flow of technology. In the past few months, the Trump administration has started to overhaul regulatory tools that could help rein in China's grab of Western technologies for military use. Mr. Ford says technology policy has tried to enforce a clear demarcation between civil and military use of products. He says military-civilian fusion, of course, makes a hash of such distinctions as indeed it is its very point to ensure the free flow of technology and material between civilian and military enterprises. The US now needs, he says, new approaches and procedures that are alive to the magnitude of the tech transfer problem as it exists with China. Earlier this year, the administration broadened the mandate of the Committee on Foreign Investment in the US beyond outright acquisitions to also give it oversight of minority and early stage investments. It even introduced a catch-all provision that could allow the committee to block any Chinese investment in Silicon Valley. The U.S. is also putting together a list of key military components and acquisition programs that are vulnerable to technology theft or sabotage. The next and significantly more difficult step is modernizing export controls. Under the Export Control Reform Act, which became law in August, the U.S. Commerce Department is set to begin asking for public comments soon on which emerging technologies should not be allowed to be transferred abroad. A senior industry official in Washington involved in the discussions says, First, they will go after robotics, electric vehicles, AI and Internet of Things stuff. But industry experts say the administration's target of having a list by the end of the year is far too ambitious. The industry expert says they really don't know what emerging technologies to go after and how. The task is slightly easier for so-called foundational technologies, more mature ones with a key role in national security, which the administration plans to tackle next year. A U.S. diplomat says, if you really want to slow China down in its push for dual-use technology, the key is not export controls on AI itself. It's the precision toolmakers for semiconductors. That's the choke point. Observers believe Washington could opt for limiting export of machinery used for spotting faults in wafer manufacturing. High-end equipment made by U.S. companies Allied materials and lamb. For that approach to work, however, Washington would need to consult with governments in Japan and some European countries that also have companies making such machinery. Diplomats see this as a big challenge as long as Mr. Trump has so many disagreements over trade with countries other than China. Mr. Gorley, whose company is backed by InQtel, A venture capital group linked to the CIA says that for AI companies, the easiest part of the technology for the US government to limit exports would be hardware, especially chips that were, quote, optimized for particular jobs. However, the hardest area would be the algorithms that are at the heart of machine learning. He says export controls that apply to software have not... Quote, traditionally been applied outside of cryptography software and weapons design software. It might be possible, he adds, to expand this to include AI libraries, though because of the generality of AI algorithms, it may be hard to draw a line between military and non military applications.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this Big Read podcast, you can subscribe on all the usual channels. If you're not already an FT subscriber, visit ft.com forward slash offers for our latest subscription offers. This episode was produced by Harry Robertson.